Is it true you can't fight City Hall? You may have heard this phrase, and, and there's a perception out there that you can't beat City Hall, you can't fight City Hall. Is that true? And I think the question goes to, as an attorney who has worked with lawsuits involving cities and seeing what happens go behind the scenes as I worked with a judge and as I've worked with a prosecutor's office, I've had extensive experience seeing what happens behind the scenes. And the real question here is, is it true you can't fight City Hall? Is it true that there is a unfair advantage for the government? And I think, I, I, I'm going to say there's, it's partly true, but it's partly not true. The perception is that because it's City Hall, judges are just going to give in because either they're corrupt, the judges are corrupt, or there's some sort of payoff, or there's some sort of city funds that are somehow going to benefit the judge, or the judge wants to be liked by city officials, or because the judge and the city officials occasionally cut some ribbons together, or do politics together, or attend parades together. For whatever reason, maybe just social pressure, there's a perception that the judge is going to be influenced to rule in favor of City Hall rather than give a fair hearing on the merits. I get that when you're an outside, there's a perception that, hey, I bet people are weak. I bet that has some influence. But I will tell you this. I've never seen that aspect of influence on a judge ruling in favor of City Hall. But I'll, I'll tell you in a moment, I have seen another aspect. I've never actually seen a judge accepting any sort of money from the City Hall on the side, like a bribe or something like that. Why? The consequences are huge and the accountability for city finances within the city are fairly significant. And here's what I mean. Let's say the mayor wrote a check for something. You still have somebody in the city accounting department who's typically a, a lower paid worker who has to record that check and categorize it as what type of expense was this and for what purpose. There needs to be proper documentation on that. It needs to be reported to tax authorities. So it is very difficult for a person in any city government to get away with misappropriation of city funds because so many other people in the city have to have knowledge of the transaction. Now, I suppose in theory, if you had the mayor, the director of finance, and one of the accounting clerks in on the conspiracy, and then of course with the judge funneling some money out, in theory, that could go undetected for some time until an audit is done or somebody else happens across those transactions or one of those people leaves their role and somebody new comes in and says, hey, what is this? But often those things would get found out. I've never actually seen a judge persuaded by that, by anything even close to that. Even social pressure, a lot of judges say they won't do things because they don't want to be perceived as buddy-buddy or friends or colleagues or associates with politicians and other people out there. Often judges go out of their way to avoid the perception that, that there's some sort of connection. Okay, so what have I seen? What have I seen where I think there's some merit to the argument that you can't fight City Hall? The city has significant financial resources. 
And when a homeowner is suing the city for something, the homeowner usually has limited resources. So you have a power differential here, limited financial resources to hire attorneys and extraordinary financial resources to hire attorneys. So there is a significant power differential or financial differential here. And often more money can hire more lawyers who have more creative ideas and can more comprehensively argue and present written briefs in favor of a particular argument. So that's one power difference here. The second is there's actually built into law that states can decide when cities and state government can be sued and when they can't. There is an old idea in British law that since the king makes the laws, the king can change the laws, so the king can't break the laws. Because if the king did something that was illegal and said that was prohibited, the king can, can simply say, but it's permitted for me. So because you have this idea that the king can do no wrong, and the government is essentially the lawmaker, the law bender, or the law changer, the law interpreter, etc., there's this notion that came over into United States law that the king can do no wrong. But Congress and state legislatures looked at that and said, no, we don't agree with that entirely. We think that states should be able to decide when can a person sue government and win. So you have in every state or if not every state, most states, a law that says when the government can be sued and when the government is liable. And usually, it's a little higher standard than suing anyone else. So here again, we have a area of law where the government can't be sued. You have areas of law where the government can be sued, but there may be higher standards in place. So you need to look at your state laws to figure out when can you sue government. But as far as this idea of you can't beat City Hall, I think that because there are laws that limit lawsuits against the city, and because the city usually has substantially more money than an individual litigant, it is fair to say that you have, on average, an uphill battle if you are fighting City Hall in the court system. It's not because of corruption in the court. It's not because of back alley deals. It's because they have more money and the law generally favors cities because ultimately if you're suing cities and winning money, you're ultimately getting money from the taxpayers because that's where cities get their money. And so that's why the government did want to have some limits on when individuals can sue and recover from taxpayers. All right. I'm Aaron Hall. I'm an attorney for business owners and entrepreneurs. I do this educational channel to help you spot issues to discuss with your attorney, to help you identify ways to avoid problems. But keep in mind, it's an educational channel. This is not a replacement for using an attorney who understands the law in your state, in your jurisdiction, and can take the time to understand your particular goals and concerns and exceptions that might apply to you. I'd love for you to get the exclusive free resource that we make available to subscribers. It's a list of common legal problems and how to avoid them, and then videos 
educational videos talking about how to avoid those problems in your company and set your company up for success. You can get that at aaronhall.com free. Enter your email address and we will start sending you that information by email. If you have other questions, feel free to continue to add them here. I will use those questions to answer in a future live Q&A. It was great being with you today. I look forward to seeing you again on the next live session.